0: Umfree Parents Podcast, Episode 043. Your scene to chat about life, family, and of course, Umfree's Mcgee. I'm Sarah Jochemiak, podcast host, writer, mom of three, wife, and total Umfree. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the show. I hope that you were able to check out last week's show covering the last two stops of the band's recent jaunt through the Pacific Northwest in the beginning of March. March 9th in Seattle, Washington at the Showbox Soto and March 10th in Sandpoint, Idaho at The Hive. There is a link in the show notes so you can check that out if you've not given that a listen. Recently announced for the band on May 10th, they will be part of the Charlotte Shout Festival bringing together food, music, arts, and ideas. Information for that festival can be found in the show notes. Also recently announced, Brendan and Ryan will be playing a show on June 6th at the Wind Jammer in the Isle of Palms in South Carolina, basically Charleston area where Stasic currently lives. Tickets are already on sale for this event and could possibly be sold out by the time of this episode's airing. It's my understanding that the venue where they are playing the show is small, very intimate, Um, but there is still a link for the information for that in the show notes. Check it out and maybe you'll get lucky and there'll be some tickets. Obviously, that evening is going to be very awesome. Also, I did want to mention lots going on in the world of Umphreys, it seems lately. Round two for the 2018 Hall of Fame is now open. You'll be able to cast your votes for the second round until April 8th, so still a little bit of time. Don't sleep on it, and don't forget to cast your votes for the next round um five of my first round choices made it to the second round, which makes me very happy. Um, I needed to choose five more to round out my list, and this is what I came up with: um attachments from 818, fills from 76, Got Your Milk from 1012, Cemetery Walk 2 from 12:31, Slacker from 12:30, Cutoff from 217. Liquid from 1018, Junk from 105, Syncopated Strangers from February 1st, and Night Nurse from March 15th. A very lovely lady, friend of mine named Sharon, who is a member of the Umfreak Parents Facebook community, made a playlist with all of the songs that made it onto round two. Um, if you're on Facebook, um, she did post it on there, but I will also link it in the show notes so you can listen to everything that made it through to round two in one convenient place. All right, moving on to this week's show, we will chat about the Little Run of Shows in the Northeast, March 21st in Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania. March 22nd in Pittsburgh Pennsylvania as well as March 23rd in Cleveland Ohio I was actually at the Pittsburgh and Cleveland show first time that I've been uh, finally able to see a show in Pittsburgh and although I've been to Cleveland a few times to see them um, this was mine and the first time that the band has been at the Masonic um, I was also able to catch up with some fellow Umfreaks and do a few interviews for the interview project that I'm working on with my brother Josh from Umfreaks Anonymous. Um, those interviews will be coming to you in the next couple of weeks, so be on the lookout for that. And if you would like to be a part of this project, I threw a link in the show notes where you can fill out the form. Um, or you can reach out to the show, um, umfreakparentspodcast at gmail.com and let me know you're interested and we'll set something up for one of the stops this summer to chat about your umph love. I love talking to you guys about, you know, your history with Umfreys. and, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to meet so many more of you this summer. So if you're interested in being a part of that, definitely make sure you reach out. All right, so let's dive in. March 21st, the band played at Penn's Peak in Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania. They have played in this room a total of eight times, including this show here. The first time they played there was April 18th, 2007. The band has a history of throwing it down at this venue and this show, of course, was no exception. The first set opens with Seasons and then dives headfirst into the rest of the set that features just all sorts of stretching and expansion in the jams. First up to get the treatment, Got Your Milk Right Here. Love this song anyways. (laughs) With this version, I made sure to tuck it onto my watch list for Hall of Fame next year The adventure really begins about three and a half minutes in, beginning the first part of its journey. And this one goes on so many different sub-adventures throughout it, changing directions slightly after seven minutes. Stasic and Andy, they're starting to lay this foundation so that they can build the next part of the jam on top of it. And then they transition again after ten minutes to begin bringing to light this beautiful section of the jam that blossoms fully open and carries the rest of this jam through to the end. And it slowly begins to come down and taper off before they step it right into Professor Wormbog, Dropping really deep into the jam slightly before only like a minute and a half in, Dsick again putting the layers down to begin the building of this jam. It does get a sneaky kind of vibe to it about 4 minutes, changing it up a few minutes later, Jake taking it really heavy for a minute, and then they you know, they're switching back and forth, you know, like three times with this this vibey jam and, you know, Jake just shredding the shit out of it. And in there is where we see the eruption by Van Halen tease that's noted on all things Umphreys. Then they slam it back into the ending of Wormbog. Roulette coming up next with a little uncommon tease before it. I'm not even going to go into how butthurt I am about them playing the song. I've been chasing for 12 years the night before I see two shows. But anyways <laughs> if you've been listening to the show for the last couple of weeks since they've been playing this roulette in 2019, you know how I feel about that. Um, but we've seen more roulettes in 2019 already than we saw, you know, since 2013. So I'm keeping my hopes up that maybe I'll get one this year. Maybe, please, summer camp maybe. Maybe. <laughs> um, next we see the uncommon that was teased right before that roulette. and really funny, interesting fact. Uncommon is the song that my husband is chasing. So if we had pulled the trigger and gone to Jim Thorpe, we would have gotten both of our uh, both of our, you know, chase songs right in a row. Um, then they take the uncommon and go right into the bottom half. The journey begins for this jam slightly after three minutes in, slowly gaining more and more energy before it bursts open and unleashes this hopeful and beautiful uplifting jam. And it just spills all over before it tumbles back into the bottom half. I love how that song just, you know, they take the jam and then it just tumbles back into itself. I just love that. I don't know what it is, but I just love it. Uh, comma later basic taking this one for a ride slightly after five minutes the jam really getting all sorts of fun a few minutes later joel the one leading the way for a little bit giving us this really bouncy rubbery robot r2d2 kind of sound in this jam it's yeah that's definitely how i'm gonna describe that um you're definitely gonna wanna give this jam a listen. I did throw this on my list of, of songs to remember for sure because of this jam. Definitely gonna wanna come back to this one later in the in the year, I feel. They end on this about nine and a half in, and it comes right down and becomes very regal and robot sounding, and it changes directions a few minutes later and becomes quite ominous. And they move it into Andy's Last Beer, one we saw last time, October 12th of last year in Raleigh. And that Andy's Last Beer closes out the first set at Penn's Peak. Set two opens with The Silent Type, continuing with the expansion that we've been seeing with that song. Heading into improv a little after four minutes in, and it continues to jam for a few minutes, Not any sort of excessive stretching with it, but I still love what they do with this song now. I think it gives it more life. Dump City coming up next. Another personal highlight when I was listening to this show. It starts to go down the rabbit hole slightly before five minutes in. Starting out weird and then falling deeper and deeper into this jam. But it does come out on the other side to reveal this beautiful and open soaring jam. The mood does change about 13 minutes in when it starts to get ominous and build itself back into Dump City. Whistle Kids coming in after that to kind of cool it off for a little bit. Picking it back up to go into fills, which coming in at only about 12 minutes total. This version is split by a little Nemo sandwiched in the middle. It may seem like a baby's fill when you look at it it on paper, but I assure you when you listen to this and hear the direction that they take this jam slightly after three minutes. That is certainly not the case. <laughs> um, this fills is not lacking at all. And if you have been listening to this podcast for a little bit, um, I've talked about my love for this tune in the past and just how they've been completely destroying it all of 2018. This one is still treading along that path for sure Just a straight-up rock and roll with this jam until they bring it down and gently and brilliantly, honestly, move it right into Nemo. I enjoy the placement of this. I enjoy a full expansion jam in the middle of fills, but having another original tune in there is really fun as well. Um, I think that it gives... You know, the song in the middle and the song surrounding it, you know, more legs gives it new direction. Um, they did this with no comment, tucked inside Utopian in Cleveland. Big fan of that as well. And then after that Little Nemo's Farm, they move it right along, preamble into Mantis. That goes unfinished in the second set and it dances right into its jam slightly before six and a half in being sweet and tender, keeping along those lines of this sexy, dancey jam all the way through. And as they come out of that part of the jam about 13 minutes in, this is where we see the Born Under a Bad sign by William Bell and Booker T. Jones T's. I'm pretty sure. Um, It's noted on all things Umphreys. I'm not very familiar with the original song, but I believe that's when it all begins to go down. This tease proves to be the perfect vehicle to leave that Mantis unfinished, as I mentioned, and transition into Believe the Lie to close out the second set. Encore was a cover of Cinnamon Girl by Neil Young. Last time this was played, October 16th, 2013, 526 shows ago at the Higher Ground in Burlington, Vermont. This version was in honor of stage manager Robbie Williams' birthday. It is noted on the set list that he was on vocals, but I heard that it was mostly just background woos um, more than an actual singing on his part Um, and I do want to mention I actually interviewed Robbie's amazing wife Melissa last year she's such a cool lady and she's very very fun to talk to I will link that episode in the show notes so you can give it a listen if you'd like she was kind enough to share some really great stories about their life with two kids Um, how they met, and how Robbie actually used to be the stage manager for Dark Star Orchestra. Um, Very interesting stuff for sure, so I suggest you give that a listen. Anyway, back to the Penn's Peak show. Um, They beautifully move that cinnamon girl into the conclusion of Mantis to bring the entire evening to a close. March 22nd saw the band making a stop at Stage A.E. in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. They have played at this venue a total of eight times, including this time here. And Stasic, as I'm sure many of you know, was born in Pittsburgh. So it's a hometown show for him. Bayless mentioning at one point during the show that there were 36 Stasics in attendance that evening. And of course, they always throw it down when they play there as well. They have made stops in Pittsburgh 15 times total. First time back on July 14th, 1999 at the Pittsburgh Deli Company. This was the first time that my husband and I have been able to make it to Pittsburgh for an umfree show. And, you know, obviously with it being Stay Six hometown, I felt like it's something we had to do. And we were eventually able to do that. And while the show was, of course, stellar... I will admit, I was not very impressed with the venue. Um, I'm sure there will be some listening that don't agree with that. Um, But apparently, you're not allowed to bring a bag in that's larger than an index card or something like that. And the security lady was not very nice about the fact that I was unaware of this rule. Um... And I've been to, you know, 58 free shows plus a bajillion countless other concerts and festivals and whatever. So, honestly, I know what kind of bag I can bring into a venue. And the bag that I brought with me is no different than any bag that I've ever brought to a show, you know, ever. Um. So, I was definitely thrown for a loop when she's screaming at me and telling me, you can't bring that in here. Um... I'm grateful, though, that we took our own car to this show. You know, we weren't way out of town and had to Uber or anything. Um, so I did have a place to stick my bag um, during the show. I know other people that, unfortunately, did not have that luxury um, and had to stash it somewhere. And then, unfortunately, their bag was stolen that evening. So a heads up to anybody that may be seeing a show at Stage AE that is not aware of their bag policy Um, you're not allowed to bring in a bag larger than an index card. Um, I heard that the reason for this, obviously, unfortunately, a sign of the times, but apparently because it's so close to the Steelers football stadium, stage AE has absorbed their security. So any of the rules at the football stadium apply at stage AE. So That is the policy, and as I mentioned, any ladies or guys um, that are bringing a bag into the show, just make sure that it's super tiny so that you don't have to deal with any of that when you are there. Um, Anyways, (laughs) let's move on and get to talking about some music. This show opens with an intro, Drink My Drank. Last seen opening 156 shows ago, June 17th, 2017 at Founders Brewing Company in Grand Rapids, Michigan, starting the evening off fully by going into Plunger, skipping right into Improv slightly after three minutes in and continues to adventure on for quite some time beginning the transition back into plunger slightly after 12 minutes and heading all back in about a minute later. Words coming up next, and when they started playing this, I immediately thought of my friend who I knew she was going to be so (laughs) butthurt over this coming out the night before she was going to see them in Cleveland I totally understand about that, as I mentioned in the uh, Jim Thorpe recap and roulette. Never mind, I won't go on about it again. Um, Words only seeing two plays last year, October 5th and January 28th. It only saw one play in 2017, so we shall see if this one gets chosen off the shelf again sometime this year. Remind Me, starting to sink its heels into improv early on, three minutes, stasic, starting out by laying the bottom layer for the rest of the jam to build on top of and grow, and the jam taking an ominous direction about eight minutes in, but it doesn't stay there for very long, opening up and going into a more romantic jam for a little bit before schizophrenically changing its mind to go right into the sex metal part of remind me I just love the ending of that song every single time they play it Um, and then we see Higgins and Party and Peeps coming out to close the first set. All of set two was personally a highlight for me beginning with the opening song Can't You Hear Me Knocking by the Rolling Stones with Casey Cranford from Big Something on saxophone. Big Something opened for Umphreys all three nights of this little run. The last time they played this cover was a year ago to the day. Last March 22nd at Harrah's Lake Tahoe South Shore Room in Stateline, Nevada. This tune has only been covered a total of 31 times including this time here and I'll tell you this was absolutely ridiculous. This tune is just a perfect cover for Umphreys to do anyway and then they welcome Casey out about three and a half minutes in and Wow, I mean that's when it really starts to take off. Saxophone with Umphree's is just really great anyways, but I like Casey's tone. I like what it brings to Umphree's when he plays. They allow this jam to continue to dance around seductively for a little while. This continuing on until it bursts way open. And it just comes to Jake and Casey just playing back and forth, completely just destroying this song. I mean, wow. I just, I have goosebumps right now, like, talking about it again. It was just absolutely amazing. I highly suggest you give that a listen. It was just, it, wow. <laughs> wow. Um, Fork's coming out next. I was honestly surprised to see this one peak out again so recently soon. We saw this earlier on in the month, March 7th in Bend, Oregon. I enjoy this song, and it's actually been on my list of ones to catch. Um, I'm hoping that with this one coming out more than once in the past month, it means that we're going to see some more growth and expansion with it. I think that there is definitely some space for this to grow, especially with the ending part of it. But I guess we shall see what the future holds for Forks. Puppet string dumping right into the jam slightly after four minutes in. Sounding very Transformer-like, dark Um, enormous, dangerous, and just kind of scary almost as it trudges along, gaining more and more to it as it continues. And then it opens up into this robotic and gritty metal dance party. It's very interesting. And then they cool it off and go back into Puppet String I always love what they do with the jam inside of that. It's always, you know, such a diverse journey that it goes on. I just, I love Puff a String. I know I've mentioned that many a time. Um, Night Nurse, after that, I won't go into how much I love this song or how much I enjoy the journey that they take this song on every single time. They play it, but the direction that they take this one on is particularly very fun building up and letting it spill all over and just dance around cooling it down for a second mostly for it to regain its breath and kind of remember where it started Joel taking this one out and placing it very gently down on the ground I kind of envisioned and then rock to push just blasting right through next love that song too Um, and then Followed by an example one that I think was like the number one part of the entire evening. The jam starts to take shape about three minutes in. And Stasic is just laying down some funk to start beginning this jam that sounds like a 70s cop drama theme song. And when the song transitions about a minute later and Jake opens up this section that it sounds so familiar to me, something that I just cannot place it. And I looked and nothing is noted on all things Unfreeze. And I've been digging up stuff and I'm coming up totally empty. If you listen to the jam inside this example one and you know what it is or have some sort of a suggestion, please feel free to email the show at umfreakparentspodcast at gmail.com and tell me. I would love to know, and if this is just, you know, an off-the-cuff jam that they have then, you know, just decided to pull out, you can be certain that I'm going to keep my ear on this and see if uh, it pops up again, because there's, it's something. There's something there, so... Please, if you listen and you know or have some sort of idea, please let me know. Um, This entire jam, if you did not know as well, was conducted by Jake, who was in the talkback mic directing the jam most of the time. That was very cool to watch, for sure, too. Um, And then they take that to junk to close out the second set. The jam in that one too as well just goes on this adventure beginning to expand quite early on and it's morphing and gaining more momentum before it jumps right back into the junk and then the encore for the evening was just one song, The Floor, a perfect encore tune, the power behind it especially and the ending But this song contains a jam that allows them to take it on one more adventure before the evening in Pittsburgh comes to an end. That brings us to the last stop in this little run, March 23rd in Cleveland, Ohio at Masonic Theater. I'm pretty sure I'm saying that correctly. Um, First time the band has played at this venue and the first time that I have seen a show at this venue as well i was incredibly impressed with this place and will definitely be back there for a show for sure um it is like three hours um uh, maybe like a tiny little bit over three hours but it's like three hours from buffalo so it's not very far at us for um for us to get in the van and go to an um show in cleveland so this place is very cool Um, The Masonic Temple Auditorium was completed in 1921, and the original plans of it being a high-rise office building in addition to the temple actually never came to fruition. The building housed the Cleveland Orchestra for years because of its fine acoustics, which i can tell you is absolutely still the case for that room it's very cool it's almost like an old uh, courtroom too i think um you know maybe that's the office building part of it that they were trying to make it into um you know when you walk into it you can tell that it was definitely you know a building that had some different ideas to it in the beginning but it's very cool the way that they have redone this and you know made use of this enormous building it's just on the corner there it's you know it's just actually pretty massive so it's, it's very cool the way that they did this um we set up in the mezzanine on jake's side and we had an amazing view the entire night you know the seating was staggered so people standing in the rows in front of me did not obstruct my view at all which was really awesome Um, the floor was not super packed. Um, I have a bunch of friends that were down there and I could see really well the floor and, you know, there was definitely room to move around and dance. Um, like I said, it sounded amazing. The security was really nice. Um, I will admit the bathroom stall situation was not the best with only like three stalls in the women's bathroom, um, My husband said that the men's room was not the best either, but there is room to expand the bathrooms if they so choose to. um, And that's something they may need to consider if they're going to keep having shows there. Um, But really, that's it. You know, the lines to get drinks. Uh, My husband and I don't drink alcohol, but obviously, we were getting waters. So, you know, the lines to get waters was not bad. Um, But overall, if you are able to check out this venue, I highly suggest that you do. Um, We were talking to some other people that are from the area. They had seen J-Rad there the weekend before and said it also sounded good. So, you know, definitely check out this venue if you have the chance to. Hopefully, Umphreys will be back. Um, It's always fun to see them in Cleveland. And as I mentioned before... Um, I was able to do two interviews for the interview project. Um, Shout out to Eric and Tiffany for taking the time to sit with me and chat. Um, Thank you for being understanding about having to change the time a little bit. I'm I'm sure we can all understand the night after a show, um, you know, and the morning before the next one, and everybody was traveling from Pittsburgh to the night before, so but we still got it done and it was amazing to talk to both of them and I'm excited to bring those interviews to you in the next couple of weeks. So definitely make sure that you check those out when I bring them out to you. And as I mentioned, if you would like to be a part of the interview project or you just want to be on the show and talk about your umph love, feel free to reach out to me, um, umphreakparentspodcast at gmail.com. And there is also a link in the show notes for all of the information about the project as well. Um, yeah, all right. So let's jump into talking about this killer show. This evening starts with Paget's. Yes, Paget's motherfucking profile to open the evening. Oh my God. <laughs> I was just floored when they started with this. The last one that saw light was June 2nd this past year in West Virginia and this was quite a way to open the show and for sure letting everybody know that they were not messing around this evening and we were really in for it for what we were going to hear in that room that night 58 shows later and I finally got a pagets and it was mighty delicious this whole show you definitely should listen to anyways because it's just it's really good. Um but that pageants it is just the sound of them in that room. It's just the entire night. It just that room blew me away. Um attachments coming out next which I figured we would get that um in this new room. My husband and I kind of talked a little bit before the show to guess what we were gonna get with it being a new room um what we were gonna hear and attachments was definitely something that came up you know the opening rift of this song of course I mean I'm hearing it now in my head just thinking about it and it just sounded so good (laughs) I'm gonna try to not say that so many times in this but the sound was just it was good um they do take the end of that song and concoct it into this mouth-watering stew that at the end begins to come down, slightly cools, and gently flows right into water. Back to the Attachments Jam, I love that they are still taking it and you know stewing it at the end. It's, it's really great what they have done with that song. Um, Water, another one that I was surprised to see early coming out again, Um, third time that it's been played already, more plays than in 2017 and 2018 combined. But it's very fun to see these older songs coming out and playing with these newer, newer tunes like Attachments And seeing how they flow and work together in a set list. So it's really fun to kind of see, you know, the old playing with the new and coming together like that. Um, Glory coming out next. Another one that I mentioned to my husband that I thought we would see that evening. Again, based solely on it being a new room and wanting to hear what it was capable of, you know, with that song. And it was, it was beautiful. <laughs> um, keeping along with the sweet songs going into You and You Alone. And having those two songs in the set list was honestly a nice little breather before what was wrapped up inside this little gift that came next. And I'm going to admit, this is a tune that anytime I'm listening to the studio album, which is not very often... Um, But if it's happening to be playing, I always skip this song. I'm going to be honest. I'm not a fan of this song. I don't like, you know, the studio version of it. But what they've been doing with this, and this particular jam and this particular version, made me reevaluate all of my previous feelings about this tune. And as I mentioned, you know, in past episodes that's definitely what's happened with attachments um with me too you know I was not a fan of attachments in the beginning um but now with the stew at the end of it you know they've given it new life and that's exactly what they did with this little gift here in this version I tucked it away on my 2019 Hall of Fame list just so I can make sure that I come back and remember um the jam inside of this one it starts to get dirty slightly after three minutes in dancing around and really just having a bunch of fun with it. Stasic taking a minute about the eight minute mark to come in and lay some funk down, but it cools instead of continuing to dance along the same way that it had started. And it just floats around and continues to be this beautiful piece that builds up hope and light. And it eventually grows to just Burst full open and taking this little gift so far from where it started. But I love every single part of it. And interesting, they allow that one to just kind of fade its story out at the end. And then they take it into cut the cable to close the first set. Definitely going to want to give that little gift a listen. That's. Uh, for sure highlight from the first set. Um, but like I said, you need to listen to this whole show. Set two opens with Hurt Bird Bath, a very solid way to start this second set. This version I felt was one of the highlights from the second set and another one from the entire evening, honestly. This one really takes off hard, about six minutes in, just charging right into its adventure really full of authority, full of itself and really full of the direction that it wants to take and it gets very spy movie like sneaky you know with the jam slightly after seven minutes just aggressively continuing on as it starts to morph back into her bath. it comes down and it gets dizzy and lopsided and all mixed up Slinking its way back in slowly. I when I was listening to this, I envisioned someone like doing the walk of shame after a one-night stand almost, like just all like lopsided and drunk, and your hair is all just like blah, you know. Just that's just exactly what I had in my mind during that part of the jam. They fiddle around with it for a little bit before kicking the door right open and going full on into the ending of Hurt bird bath, and I mean we just know all of that energy and the ending part of it with Joel and ah oh, I just love it <laughs> all right giving everybody a break to bring it back down to earth after that really sick Hurt bird bath that opened by moving into Half Delayed you know a nice little breather there for a second um an unfinished all-in-time coming up Knox that seeks Deep in, about three minutes in, Jake leading the way in this jam. It's very seductive and confident and sexy. And it really bleeds Garcia's sound coming from him in this part of the jam. Then it comes down about seven and a half in. And then Joel, Ryan, Andy, and Brendan each getting their chance to add some pieces in before it unfolds into the next section of the jam and that keeps this all in time unfinished as i mentioned previously allowing the end of this to float out into nowhere this version does feature in everybody wants you by billy squire tees um it's noted on all things umphreys but i'm not familiar with that song so i'm not sure where exactly that comes out Heading into Utopian next, and interesting, this Utopian sandwich clocks in at only about 10 minutes, and that includes the full no comment in the middle, which by Utopian standards is quite small. They did this, if you recall, earlier in the episode in Jim Thorpe with the Phil's Nemo sandwich no comment last played January 21st 2018 at the Beacon Theater the ending of that no comment does dance around for a little bit before going back into Utopian but only for about five minutes before changing its mind and moving into Booth Love unfolding into a dance party about seven minutes in But as it adventures in deeper, it gradually changes. Stasek coming in to sweep it in a different direction. And then it just bursts open to Jake ripping all over. And then tumbles back in with Booth Love. Much obliged and a very dramatic build up into the ending of All in Time to close out the second set in Cleveland. Encore was a first for me. Both of these things was a first for me. Mentioned on the set list as drums. Chris comes out and plays by himself for like four minutes, you know, giving everybody in the audience the treatment. Um, you know, proving his title as the 2018, you know, MVP in the eyes of the um freaks. The other guys do come out to join him and they move into 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover by Paul Simon. Last covered 450 shows, 53 shows ago, excuse me. Last covered 453 shows ago, April 3rd, 2014 at Greenfield Lake Amphitheater in Wilmington, North Carolina. Covered a total of 58 times, including this one here And we've got to say thank you to Lamar Reed for this one. He worked very hard, apparently begging Chris for a long time to get this one at a show he was at. And it finally happened at his 150th show. Congratulations, Lamar. What an absolutely amazing 150th show. Unfortunately, our paths did not cross that evening, but I know I will see him this summer um damn man that's quite an accomplishment I'm looking at you and I can't wait till till I'm there so congrats to you dude here's to 150 more so that's all I have for this episode of the pod anything that I reference throughout the show can be found in the show notes as well as the set list for the shows discussed and where you can listen to them And I would love for you to check out the show's website. That information is in the show notes as well. There's a blog on the site, advertising information, where you can find any info about upcoming meetups, and one convenient place where you can find all of the podcast episodes. Any questions or comments about anything talked about in this episode or any episode that you may be listening to, please feel free to reach out. I love hearing from you guys and learning anything new about Umphreys or even podcasting. I'm still learning as I go with this. So, you know, if you have any advice or tips or anything, you know, please feel free to reach out. I would absolutely love it. And that's everything. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you around these parts next week. Much obliged.